Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. transitioning um, from the Gospels to the book of Acts. And thematically, we're looking at Acts like a church. But I want to use that for the, the platform. Instead of Acts like a church, I want to talk about this morning what it means to be the church. A lot of times we do Acts like the church. But at Hope Elam, we're about being the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 And I know I'm right about it because the people who like come in and engage and serving and doing, you know. And for people who are visiting, stick around. And here's why I said, if we're going to be the church, we're going to need to be in proximity. Amen? Proximity. What I mean is that we got to be in the right place, in the right position, with the right posture. Oh, we're in the right place. There's not another place in this community that we can be and not be centrally located where we can be a blessing to the people of God. We're in the right place, amen? And if you're here, whether you're visiting, whether you've been coming for a little bit, I'm trying to tell somebody that you are in the right place. Now he's got to get in the right position. The people um, of God, they were told to go to a certain place and wait for the promise. And they were obedient to the word of God. They went where God said, so they were in the right place. They were in the right position. How do I know they were in the right position? Well, because the Bible tells me that uh, Acts 1.14 says that they were praying constantly. They were in the right position, in the right posture, because it was open to receive the promise. When you came in today, you are in the right place. We're in proximity, but are you open to what God is saying about Hope Elam? Proximity says that we are able to lock arms together. We can be the church. We can be representative of what God has called. He said, love one another. That way, when we love each other, he says that we are ambassadors and the world can see because we love each other that we are his ambassadors, that we are a reflection of him. It has to do with our heart posture. So if you're here today and you're in proximity, when all of them was in the, on one accord, in one place, the Bible says that there was a sound from heaven. And it was sudden. And when the sound from heaven came, it was like a mighty wind. And that mighty wind swooped down into the place they were in. And that place they were in, it was a place that was all on one accord. And because it was in proximity, everybody in the place, the Spirit of God fell on. So I don't know how you got here. And I don't know, you know what you thought when you came, but you're here now. We're in the right place 
in the right position with the right posture. If we're going to be the church, we've got to be willing to not only be in proximity, but we've got to understand that we, have the need, we need power. We can try hard and do the things that we think we ought to do, but there's some things we can't do without the power of God. Without the Holy Spirit, there's some things we're going to come against that we can't do anything about. That's why he said to them, go and wait for the promise. The promise was the Holy Spirit because when it came, it was going to give them power. So if you're here today, right now, you understand, listen, it's like, well, I don't have the power that you're talking about. I was like, hold on. Bible says, if you want to be filled with the Spirit of God, ask for it. But we need power. Listen, in this community, in the world in which we live, you heard about what happened in Allen, Texas. That's just becoming more normal than ever. If the church is going to be the church, we need the power of God. He said it in the Word. He said, look, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be, here's why the power comes. The power is not to say, look what I got. The power is going to be so that we can be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all over the world. I wonder who I'm talking about. Who's the people this morning that got some power? Amen. And if you don't have power, when you leave, you're going to have some power. Amen. Yeah, when you leave, you're going to have some power. Here's why I said Yes, we need proximity, but we also need power, but it's being poured out. You have to understand, we have to understand that God is pouring out his spirit. There's a constant stream that's being poured out that the spirit of God, as the people of God, we become open vessels. and we open up and let the spirit of God pour in, that's what he wants to do. And it does not matter how old you are. doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. doesn't matter who you are. Everybody. It's going to be able to receive the power of God because he's pouring it out right here. He's pouring out, he says, my spirit upon all people. Listen, young people that's here today, we need you. There might be some things that God show you that he ain't going to show nobody else. It says young people going to see visions. And old people, now wait a minute, older people. They didn't qualify what old was, so it's probably talking about people like me. But old men and, and, and women, they're going to dream dreams. Can I just say this? God is pouring out his spirit whether we like it or not. And in pouring out his spirit, there's going to be the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. And in the gifts of the spirit, there will be prophecy. Can I just help us out? When there's prophecy, most times there's the utterance and speaking of tongues. And I don't know about you, but I'm here to say as the church, we need to talk about what God talks about. In the Bible, he talks about there will be gifts. That sometimes there's an utterance that happens that we speak in tongue and we communicate in the spirit. But if we're going to be the church... We've got to be decent and in order because whenever there was a speaking in tongues, there was, prophet, there was an interpretation of tongues. So know this. The Bible is not slack. Everything God said is going to happen is happening. He's pouring out his spirit. Will we be open to receive it? If you're here today and you want to know, well, Pastor Brown, how do I know when I'm filled with the spirit? The spirit of God is the personal presence 
of God. He'll fill you with his peace. He'll fill you with his joy, with his grace. He'll fill you with his truth. He will fill you with understanding. Sometimes we think it's a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's a filling. He'll fill us. So if you hear, you think, well, I don't feel nothing. Well, praise God, because he's filling you up. Maybe he's getting you complete and whole so we can go out and be witnesses. God is calling us to not act like the church, but to be the church. And the only way we can be the church is if we stay in proximity. The right place, in the right position, with the right posture. It's the church when somebody comes in the church and they're not familiar with the things of the church. They're not comfortable raising their hands. They're not comfortable doing the things that church people do. To be the church, it says, it don't matter. You hear. We be the church when we speak life into dark situations. We be the church when we take time to listen and don't be in such a hurry. God is calling us to be in proximity in the right place, in the right position, with the right posture. But understand that we're going to need to have power. And the power comes from the promise. The promise, he says, it's expedient, Chandler. He says, Jesus says, in my earthly ministry, I would love to stay here and do all the things that you've seen me do. He says, but I got to go away. I got to go to my father. Because if I go to my father, the promise is that he's going to send back a comforter. He's going to send back someone to walk with me and to talk with me. Somebody who can take indwelling and kind of give me the, the ability to choose life over death, truth over air. So that's what he does. That's why we need the power. He's pouring it out. Um, but I would just say it's personal. When the Spirit of God fell, he said there was, uh, it was like cloven tongues and flames of fire that, that sat on each individual. Yes, it filled the room. Yes, all the power was there. But on each individual, every person that was in the room, in the place, the fire you fell on. So if you're here today, even if you're like, well, that's not me. Yes, it is you. It's personal. So even if the fire is burning in some but not in others, it's personal. Listen, if you don't want to receive it, don't be mad with me because I am. You have the same ability, the same request. Ask. Go in your secret place and say, God, here am I. Fill me. Give me more courage. Give me more strength. Give me more understanding. Give me more joy. Fill me up. Because if you're filled up with the presence and the personal presence of God, when somebody comes and needs some help, it don't take much. You're right there ready and waiting to make sure they get everything they need. We are the personal presence of God. That when we're filled with his spirit, that we are ambassadors of him. We can be the church. The caution for all of us is that when the spirit of God is moving over the waters, spirit come move over us. Fire and wind, come do it again. He'll do it every time. And every time we can say that ain't me. It's personal. But because it's personal and because it's not easy, 
Not only do we stay in proximity, not only do we need his power because he's pouring out his spirit, but it's personal, but he gives us a paraclete. The paraclete, the personal presence of God, the Holy Spirit is the paraclete. The paraclete is someone who comes alongside. It's like parallel. It's the parable. It's an example. He comes along. That's what the Holy Spirit does, Shantice. The things we can't do in our fleshly nature, the things that we keep struggling with, when we're filled with the Spirit of God, we can overcome the lust of the flesh. That's why we need the paraclete. No way we can be the church if we don't be filled with the Spirit of God. We can only act like the church. When we accept and be filled and say, God, I don't know what, just fill me. Give me the understanding. Give me the peace. Give me the things that I need so that when it's time, God, I can be your witness. God, let me be, you want to know what it means to be the church? Let me be a comforter. You describe the Holy Spirit as a comforter. That's somebody who comes along, somebody who's hurting, somebody who's in pain, somebody who don't understand, somebody who's been broken, somebody who needs help. The comforter comes alongside. Maybe it's just putting your arms around somebody. Maybe it's just letting somebody know, I see you. You're not by yourself. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete that comes alongside. Maybe it's just to be an advocate, to advocate for somebody who can't advocate for themselves, to speak up for somebody who may not have the language, may not have the understanding, may not know the process. Can we come alongside and be the church? And by the way, can I just say it, Hope Elam, that's exactly what we're doing. Amen. We ain't perfect. Amen. Oh, yeah, there should be some hands clapping. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you because I see what God is doing in this place. To be the church is to be a helper. It's, it's, we speak truth. We don't allow for things to be um, any kind of way. We are about excellence as the people of God. Yes, we're in proximity. Yes, we are in the right place, right position, the right posture. We got to have the power. You, listen, the power is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the um, potentate. That's the authority. He is the king of kings. He's the, the power. He is the authority. He is Lord of lords. I'm talking about our daddy. I'm talking about the God that we serve. Because sometimes we don't, uh, we don't take authority as the church and stand on the word of God and show up as the people of God with power. He is not only like the authority, but he has the ability when the power of God is moving and he's pouring out his spirit, the dead in Christ will get up. Things that are broken can get fixed. People who are lost can be found. He can turn it around. He did it for me. And I know he's done it for some of you. That's power. We tried everything else. And then we called on the name of Jesus. 
All right. <laughs> Sorry. He's pouring out his spirit. And he wants to fill us so that we can be witnesses. I hear you, man. But the reason we're not filled, because there are leaks. Leaks in our spirit, in our flesh. Well, what are you talking about, Pastor Brown? Well, if God wants to, he's pouring out his spirit, but there are times we have no power. He's pouring out his spirit, but there's times that we feel empty. He's pouring out his spirit, but there's times we can't sit and wait and listen to somebody because there's leaks in our lives. We're broken in areas that we can't, we can't allow for the filling of the Holy Ghost because there's leaks. If there is a vessel or a bowl or something and it's broken and it breaks, if there's some fluid, if there's something being poured into it, if it's being poured, that means it will leak. As the vessels of God, there are times in our lives because we're not where we ought to be. There are leaks in our lives and we can leave a trail everywhere we've been. Broken relationships. Because we're not where we ought to be, so we're angry and hurt people, hurt people. So we're broken and we break other things. We can't get filled up because it keeps leaking out. He's pouring out. Listen, the reason why it's got to be a pouring is because the devil don't stop. As soon as an opportune time, I don't care what success you have, I don't care what mountaintop experience, as soon as you get, oh man, I'm doing pretty good, he's coming. He's coming. And that there's just a little gap, a hole anywhere he's coming in. That's why we need the pouring stream, flowing, filling of the Holy Spirit to overcome the lust of the flesh. But when we're broken, we leave broken relationships, broken promises. We don't keep our word because we're broken. We're chasing this one to get to that one. We're broken in terms of our, our, our outlook. Our perspective is broken. Broken hearts along the way. You know, it's hard to be the church and to pour into someone else when your heart is broken and you're feeling empty. We come and we can act like the church because we know it's what we should do. It's what we ought to do. It's what we've been doing. But my heart's broken. And I'm saying right here and right now, God says, I can fix your broken heart. You want to, well, how do you, how, you can make me get, go early in my sermon. How do you fix the broken hearts? How do you fix the leaks? We're going to get to it. But can we sit with the fact that there are leaks? There's gaps and cracks in our lives. There are some areas of our lives where we know that there's a wedge there. And what we do, because we want to plug it, because we know that sometimes when we do a thing, go a place, say a thing, talk to a person, look at a screen, you know, do all those things, it leaves a, a hole. And so there's a temporary fix. We'll plug it with some alcohol. It's temporary. I'm doing pretty good, but the spirit keeps leaking out because God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I can't get full because I keep leaking. 
And I don't know if I'm ready to give everything that God wants me to do because there's these areas of my life that I'm temporarily fixing with things of the world. But he wants us to be the church. Stop plugging it. Fix it. How do you fix it? The blood of Jesus covers, it covers a multitude of sin. The Spirit of God is the seal. When the Spirit of God is working and you're open to it, the Spirit of God will come and dwell inside out and seal. But it's an indwelling of the Spirit of God. When we make decisions and we do go opposite of God, we have disobedience and there's deception, there are leaks. Guilt and shame starts to pop in. Sometimes we know we're leaking, but we ignore it. We ignore it like if we just ignore it, it'll stop leaking. Come on, I had a leak in my car, I know, man, I just, I, for months. One leak, if really all of it got, can destroy the entire engine. I'm saying to somebody, one crack, one area, God says, fix it. I am getting a little bit ahead of myself. Repent. That's how we do it. All right. When there is sin in our lives, it creates leaks. And I'm just going to, because we got some time and I'm not going to be, listen, listen, listen. Somebody needs to know this. The sin begins with a thought. It's, it starts, uh, the gap, the leak starts with consideration. We consider the thing. We crave it. If we don't cut it off at the crave, it becomes a consideration. It's already a crack if you just don't know it. If we consider it long enough, it becomes part of our conduct. And when we start doing it, now it becomes commonplace. It becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit and commonplace, we find ourselves in a crisis because it all started with the thought of a crave. Crucify the crave at the thought. The leak at the thought. Pulling down on strongholds. How do we stop the leaks? Recognize, repent, receive, restore. Maybe help me out just this one time. It's the only time I'm going to do it in a sermon. Turn to your neighbor or somebody next to you and say, you better recognize. Ah. <laughs> uh, you better write. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, um, I don't know why it came about that way, but at school, you know, I, that became the thing. If you want to get somebody attention, you want to let them know who you are, you better recognize. <laughs> well, if you want to stop the leak, better recognize. The things that are leaking in dark places don't want to come into the light. It's going to expose it. But if we want to recognize where the leak is, we need to come to the light. Shine the light on that thing. Expose that thing. If we're going to be filled up, if God is going to use us to be the church, there are some things that will come to light. And we're not going to be able to be the church in that moment. 
And everybody's going, no, we were acting like the church. Stop the leak. Recognize, identify, acknowledge. It's leaking. I'm hurting. My heart's broken. I keep doing the same thing. That's not who you are. It's what you do. The Spirit of God can fix all of that. Recognize. Here, let me go to the next one. Repent. And by the way, repent, I know we know those words. I know we can repeat the words. I know we know how to get there. Because it should be that we've repented before. But it's not work. It's a change of mind. The thought, the way I used to think, the what I used to have a perspective about, I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my ways. I don't just say the word. Because I want to be the church, I'm not going back over there. I'm no longer picking up the phone. I'm no longer answering that email. Change your ways or you will act like the church. Change your heart. The heart, if it does not change, will have eyes but can't see. Will have ears but can't hear. If we change our heart, he'll change our habits. If he change our heart, he'll change our hang-ups. Repent. Receive. The biggest hurdle for a lot of us is that we don't receive the love that God has come to give. We become so blasé, yep, for God so loved the world. We don't receive remission of sin. Maybe we don't fully believe that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that he will wipe the slate clean, that he would fill us up. He would seal every broken leak in our lives. Every time. Because he's pouring out his spirit. And he wants us to stay in proximity with power, but it's personal. He's pouring it out. He gives us the paraclete to walk alongside so we can be witnesses. So we got to stop leaking. Restoration. All right, so here's what I do. The man at the gate. The man at the gate in Acts 3. Uh, Acts was written by the physician, Dr. Luke. And so I'm going to use this man as the patient outside the gate. And the man at the gate, his condition was that he was lame. He was a paralegic. He was lame from birth. It was in Acts 4.22 that he says he was 40 years old. His condition that he was lame, he said, well, Pastor Brown, I'm not in a lame condition. Well, spiritually, when we were born, we were born spiritually lame without the ability to walk right or to stand up and walk because we had our flesh nature. At birth, we were spiritually lame. Our condition was we were born into sin. But this lame man, his condition, he had to depend on the compassion of other people. He had to depend on somebody to pick him up, 
and carry him every day to lay him outside the gate called beautiful. Who's showing you human compassion? Who's picking you up? Who's swinging by and helping you along the way? Who's helping to be the church? But can I just say this? Human compassion has its limits. Because after a while, human compassion will lay you down. So we put all our stock in another person. God says we come alongside each other. We put all our confidence in him. His condition, the compassion, but also his location. He was in proximity. He was outside the gate. If you're going to beg for alms and try to get some help, one of the best places to be is go to church. So they carried him and they laid him outside of the temple, outside where he can beg for alms. So say what you want, he was in a pretty good location. So I recognize that this man, his condition, his compassion, his location. But let me say something about the position. Maybe you're here and the struggle is with the position you're in. And it's not that you want more. It's not the position that you want that is the problem. It's not recognizing the person who gave you the position that you're in. It's not what you want in your position, but it's not fully giving glory and honor to the one who put you in the position you're currently in. If we be good stewards where we are, God says, I'll, I'll open up the windows of heaven and shower down blessings. The man at the gate. Not only that, so Peter and John comes along. And the man is rattling his cup and expecting to receive a coin in the cup. And oftentimes we got to be careful because we think sometimes we throw enough money at it as the church, it's going to solve the problem. But Peter and John said to the, the man, he said, look at us, because they saw him. Sometimes as the church, to be the church, we got to really see the people in need. You know, it is possible that we can have selective, convenient blindness. That means we see who we want to see. But we got to see the people in need. Make a connection with them. When Peter and John saw the man, they said, look, we don't have any money. Silver and gold, we don't have none. But what we have, we give it to you. In the name of Jesus. Say, stand up, rise up and walk. Somebody here right now. In the name of Jesus. No matter where you're at, what condition, what's your location, what you've been going through, it's time to rise up and walk. It's time right here. Oh. It's time. And so I can close. They didn't just say, hey, in Jesus' name. Peter reached out. He reached down. And he helped him to rise up. The Bible says that this man's feet came together. He started walking. He stopped running. He started leaping. And the first place he went was into the church, giving glory unto God. The Holy Spirit and the power that is in us, when we be the church, we'll make a difference in the community and we'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen? Amen. When we be the church and prescribe Jesus, we'll go from leaking to leaping, from broken to fixed. We'll go from outside to inside, from acting to being. But we got to be filled with the Spirit. Amen? As we prepare...
for the praise team to come and as we pray, prepare for our communion. We have to be the church. God is calling us not for silver and gold, but for the best thing that we have, which is Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.